Yes, sir. It's the three man breakdown. We back with another episode, man. I got my man Reg Dollar in here for another one. Yes, sir. And we got a special guest, Kimball, out today. He's sick, but in his uh, in his role, we got uh, Reggie Boy Cooley. You can introduce yes, yourself sir. and let the people know who you is. Shit, niggas already know what the intro is, though. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. What's good, man? It's your boy, Koi. Made the beat for the uh, podcast, and I'm just happy to start talking about some sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Koi, wake up. That shit was me. <laughs> yeah, he Nah, that shit was fire. But, good looks, bro. We could jump right into it. We're going to jump in uh talk about our all-star selections. We're going to give the starters, the bench, and then we you are we going to do injury reserves, or is that too far? Uh. If we want to talk about the snubs that we left off, we could bring that up. I bet. Sure. Yeah, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, Reggie, you can start it off. Uh, we can start off Eastern Conference. And my starting five, I had Trey Young, DeRozan, KD, Giannis, and MB. I feel like the front court is, like, basically locked up because KD, Giannis, and MB playing at MVP level. Facts. And then we already know what DeRozan's doing. That nigga's playing out of his mind. And the Bulls are, like, the number one team in the Eastern Conference. And although Trey Young's team is not as good, I think he's having a phenomenal season. He's like top three in points, like top three in assists. So I had to put him on my starters. All right. Uh, for my starters, uh, I think I had the same as I was. I had Trey Young, DeMar, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel. And yeah, you pretty much covered all bases with that one. Yeah, cool. You could just tell us your list. Or your all right. So, so for my list, I got Katie and B, DeMar, Giannis, but instead of Trey Young, I got Bradley Bill, mm. but it's a toss up. It's a toss up because they both are having a great season. Yeah, I respect it. Can't go over Brad, go wrong with Bradley. Uh, so yeah, we could have stayed with the Eastern Conference goal of our reserves. Yeah. And my bench, I had James Harden, Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Fred Van Fleet, and Bradley Bill. Oh, all right. This where mine gets a little different. Uh, Zach Levine, James Harden, Jalen Brown. Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, Fred Van Vliet, and LaMelo Ball. You left on Tatum? Yeah. He's for mine. I got Tatum. I got Bam. I got Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine, Trey Young, Harden, and Sabonis. Sabonis. Uh, so, Sabonis been balling, man. He, he really he's, – he's on a bad team, but he's been balling. Yeah. Wait, I want to go back to your list, Jay. Why'd you leave off Jason Tatum? Or why'd you pick him over Jalen Brown? For real. So, oh, wait, why I pick uh, Jalen Brown over uh, Tatum. Jason Tatum? Yeah. Just because I feel like, especially the way the way he's been playing recently, like, that's probably my problem. I got a little bit of a, recent, a recency bias, but the way Jalen Brown has been playing, I feel like he's a little bit more valuable than uh, Jason Tatum at this point in time. Well, that's interesting. We could talk about it more when we get to the Celtics talk, but I'm surprised you had a... Uh... Brown, cause I know he he playing out of his mind too, and had his game. Yeah, for sure. I think Tatum's still been like their best player. Uh, we gonna talk about it. we gonna yeah, talk we about, gonna about it more. Uh, and you guys have uh, Jared Allen on your list? Yeah, I did. I don't, but I definitely missed out. I didn't think about Jared Allen. He's been balling too. Instead, probably probably replace him with Bam because Bam's been hurt. Yeah, so that makes sense. Because I was going to put Bam on my list if he played. Will he even meet, uh, meet the game requirements? Uh, He's probably not going to play. Yeah. That nigga, he's still out right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Y'all have Fred Van Fleet? Yeah, I have Fred Van Fleet. 
I didn't have Fred. I think yeah, we all stuck, man. It was the Sabonis. I put Sabonis over Fred. I gotta give it to them all, guys. Fred, I gotta man, give I got it to them. Over like the past month and everything, I think he was averaging. I think I checked like over like the last fifteen games, he was averaging somewhere around like twenty-four points a game on like very high efficient scoring, and he's also one of the best like perimeter defenders we got in the game right now. And the Raptors are starting to play better, so I had to give the edge to Fred. Like Raptors. I was thinking from my like last guard spot, it was either between him and Lamelo, but I think Fred playing at a like higher level right now. That's facts. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think Fred. Uh, he probably he probably notches out Sabonis because his team has more successful in the way he's been, you know, contributing to the win. So, yeah, actually, I agree with that. And I'll just talk about my snubs right now. I had Jalen Brown on my snubs, and I just had to pick. I couldn't put him and Jason Tatum, and, and they have a losing record. So mm-hmm. I had to choose between one of them. Lamelo, it was close between him and Fred, but I had to go Fred. And though he's like deserving of being an All Star, and another guard that's deserving to be All Star is Darius Garland too. Mm, yep, I had DG on my list too. Yeah, so that's my three snubs. Um. My injury reserves for the East are Darius Garland, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Nikola Vucevic, uh, Pascal Siakam, DeMontis Sabonis, and Tyler Hero. Nigga, need a whole roster. That's <laughs> <laughs> just bad people I can't leave off. Just in case because COVID is happening yeah. <laughs> Nah, that ass. Nigga, mean that. It might end up like that. Ain't <laughs> hey, no cap, though, especially yeah. For mines, I have LaMelo. I have Chris Middleton in there. And Jalen Brown and Darius Garland. Mm. I think Chris Middleton, like, he gets slept on every single year, but he's so consistent for the Bucks. And, you know, the fact that they're always successful when he's on the court is just something big to me. That's definitely a fact. And I think Drew Holiday might get considerations too. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, we can move on to the West starters. Uh, my starting five in the West, I had Stephen Curry, John Morant, LeBron, Paul George, and Jokic. But Paul George is most likely to be out. So if I had to replace him, it would probably either be Gobert or Cat. Yeah, my five is John Morant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, uh, Jokic, and Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. Mine's is Curry, Luca, Bron, Jokic, and Booker. Mm, Booker. Damn. Nah, you're not starting. I have you know, my list, but. It's hard. It's hard because I was going to put PG in the starting lineup, but I know because he's hurt now and like he probably most likely won't play. So. so we could just move on to the reserves. For the reserve side, I have Luca, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Carl Towns, Brandon Ingram. Devin, Book- Devin Booker, if I didn't say his name already, Chris Paul, and Draymond Green. Uh, yeah, I think we have the same exact list. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Cat, Chris Paul, and Luca. I have Andrew Wiggins, John Morant, CP3, Draymond, Cat, Gobert, and PG, but, you know, Ooh, I don't know. Damn, damn. Yeah. Uh, Andrew well, John was in your starting lineup. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins definitely got to go. Well, you had Luca in your starting lineup? I thought you had John in your starting Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Uh, I feel like I didn't say his name. 
I don't think there was too many snubs in the Western Conference. I feel like I made my list like pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't have I didn't, I didn't West, put Wiggins uh, on my list. You didn't put Wiggins on your list? Nah. Uh, yeah, I don't have as many West uh, reserves as I did for the East. Man, I was debating on putting Aiden on here, but it's between Aiden and Wiggins. It, it's really close. Yeah, if it came down to the last spot, I was between those two. Yeah, I got Aiden on my list. I ain't put Aiden on my list. Ooh. Oh, the reserves. Did you already list your reserves? Yeah. Uh, my reserves was Luca, Diamond, Mitchell, Cat, Ingram, Draymond, Booker, and Paul. Chris Paul. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, your injury reserves, my bad. No, my injury reserves? Yeah. Uh, shit, I didn't really have anybody. I had eight yeah. on my list and, like, Wiggins and Aiden. Uh, B.I., um, Desmond Bain, Dejounte Murray, and that's Ooh, it. Dejounte, and, and Anthony Edwards. Oh, yeah, and it's that's Ant's a good one. I have Ant, Dejounte Murray, and that's that's really it. That's all I could think of at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I just like put down my snubs, but I feel like like I said before, I made my list early, like easy as hell. So I didn't have too much snubs. All right, we can move into the Celtics talk and. I got Cooley a Celtics fan. I know he's going through it right now. And <laughs> I hope you just count, just uh, enjoying every day that you see Jason Tatum in a Celtics uniform because that nigga is coming to the purple. Right. 2026. <laughs> Yo, this nigga been saying this for OD long. Uh, he's crazy, bro. I'm speaking into existence, but we could talk about the Celtics because I just need some answers. Like, we got to really discuss this team. And. First question I want to ask you: What do you? What's the exact problem with this roster? Like, why is why are they underachieving? You know, it, it's a lot of problems with this roster, but I think one of the biggest issues that we have yet to solve in like the past couple of years is shooting. Like, I feel like you know we expect we like get we we get players that that have the ability to shoot but aren't solidified shooters. You know what I mean? So I think our problem is when Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown get stuck or the offense gets stagnant. They, they don't really have a lot of help around them that they can levitate to, which causes us to run into the issues we're in now, right now. So, yeah. Uh, I want to just build off of what you were saying for a little bit. I agree with that 100% because you can see it in the games. Like, once Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum don't have their shot and they don't get it going, they don't have enough trust in their teammates just to, like, give another pass. They'd rather take that shot if they're already shooting like four for 20 or some shit like that instead of giving the pass away to their teammates. And that affects the offense badly. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The Celtics rank uh, 25th in three-point percentage. And just think about like all the attention that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum draw. They just kick to players like Marcus Smart, which is inconsistent. Dennis Schroeder is never known as a shooter. Right. Josh Richardson hasn't been known as a shooter. Uh, and then you got the young guys like Grant Williams, niggas is letting him shoot that. Yeah, shit. Romeo Langford. Yeah, Romeo Langford is not a good three point shooter. And right. Who else? Neesmith. Aaron Neesmith. Yeah, Aaron Neesmith. He's been hit or miss. Yeah, for sure. So, like, other than that, and then Al Horford is a big man shooter. And then you got Robert Williams. There's no, like, no, there's no person that's going to have draw like the attention. Facts. Or, like, when they get open shots like that, they're going to make uh, the teams play. That's facts. No, nah, we got to get to the juicier questions for yeah, this we, nigga, We got to get there. We got to get there. 
so what do you think is like the solution to this problem? Is there someone that you want to see uh, you guys hey. get in a trade or something or like? Hey, man, one of my one of my biggest things right now, like I might sound crazy, especially for a lot of Celtics fans, but man, I wouldn't be mad to have Ben Simmons on this team. Like, I know he had his issues in the playoffs, but bro, when you look at the dude, he's literally like a like he's he's a demigod. When you think about it, like the dude can do everything but shoot the ball. And I think if you put him in a situation where he has a team and it's run through him, he won't be as hesitant to shoot and, you know, take the shots that he's comfortable with. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've seen a trade idea that was basically um, Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown. And I think they added Matisse Thibel. And I I mean, it's scary having Jalen Brown go to the Sixers, of course, but when you get back Thibel, which is already a like magnificent defender, and you get Ben Simmons back too. I just I can't be mad at it. Uh, just a question about that. If that were to happen, would that really solve your problems? Because say if uh, Jason Tatum gets going, who is, he still has nobody to pass the ball to because Thibault is a, a able three point shooter, but he's not going to be your main shooter. So where does the offense come from? Well, it's that's not coming from Jason Tatum. That's the thing, though. I think. With Ben Simmons, he's a player that's able to create shots for others. Like, I know when he was playing healthy, like, well, last season he was, like, leading the league and creating three-point shots for other players. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we obviously don't have, like, the marksman shooters, but I think with Ben Simmons, somebody that's able to get to the rim at will, when especially when players like Jason Tatum sometimes are hesitant to go to the rim when they should, I think having a player like Ben that can kind of open up open up the floor for others when he's going to the rim. I think it would just help the offense in general, you know, so it wouldn't have to always be in Jason Tatum's hands. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. All right. So you kind of got to, like, a little bit of the spicy part I was going to ask, but uh, so you you would do the – so you're saying you would do the uh, Jalen Brown for Jason – I mean, not Jason Tatum, for Ben Simmons deal. Man, I would, but you got to think Jalen Brown and the Sixers might get him to the chip. That's like, scary, bro. <laughs> that's yeah. scary. Like, like <laughs> that just opens up every because like the Sixers, they had Jalen Brown away from really making it to the finals. Man, for sure, for sure. It's like a Jimmy. It's like getting Jimmy Butler back. You know what I mean? And y'all see them frequently too. So y'all were just yeah. be like, y'all giving them the keys to y'all. Like, I don't oh. think if I'm the Celtics, I'll do it because you're gonna have to see that. You still have to see the Nets and like. If you really trade uh, Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown, how better of a team do you think you guys are? I think but they get then, a little bit better because I, I kind of get what he's saying in his ability to be able to create shots that, that his personnel can make. But at the same time, I feel like that little bit better still isn't going to be able to help you beat uh, 76ers with Jalen Brown and fucking Joel Embiid. Yeah. But look, I look at it like this too. Like, even I know you guys remember, like, when Embiid wasn't on the floor and it was Ben Simmons running the offense, the team played way differently. Like, the Sixers were kind of like this, like, I don't know, like a powerhouse kind of fast-paced offense. And that's something that could be, like, cool to watch with Jason Tatum. Like, because I feel like sometimes we're just so sat, so stagnant. You know, having somebody that can control the offense so well, like, kind of, not he, I'm not saying he's LeBron, but, like, he has that essence where he he's able to, be a, a great floor general, but he's also a, a huge player at 6'10". So, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's just something to think about. Yeah. 
Now, I, I like the idea of it, but just like there's just some stuff that hold me back because after that, like, like you get better probably defensively and all that and the playmaking, but it still like opens up other problems. Like who's going to be your second guy other than Jason Tatum and like really get a bucket when you mm-hmm. need it. And you still have you still gonna have the court spacing issue. And can Ben Simmons not really be that second guy? Are we already saying that he's not a second guy? Like I think he can, bro. I think first, but like, are we already saying he can't be a second guy? Why can't as right now, bro? I'll say yes. Until proven otherwise, he can't be the second guy. Why can't he be the first guy? No point is not acceptable. What made him not? So what I'm thinking is a lot of people feel like he can't be a, a. a superstar or a number one option because of that playoff run that kind of got him exposed. But I just don't see it like that. Like, I feel like, okay, that was a, like a stepping stone in his journey, like his career. But I don't think that's something that's going to hold him back from reaching his full potential. Like, I don't think he's anywhere close to where his potential can be. But that's a scary part. I, I We've agree. been saying that for a yeah. long ass time. Wasn't but I think it's Embiid, bro. It might, it, be, wasn't, it might be. I don't be. think it was Embiid, not him being like aggressive or not developing a jump shot at all. Like you can't blame Embiid. Okay, you right. Oh, yeah. So I feel like that's like really the problem for Ben Simmons is like the aggressiveness. Like when I was coming, like I've been watching Ben Simmons since uh, high school. I thought he was really about to be like the next, like not actually LeBron, but like that same type of mold where he could just do everything. Right. And, like the jump shot was like a work in progress. Like he shot better in high school than what he's shooting it right now. And just, like, him not developing that, like, one bit, like, I can't blame that on Embiid at all. Because Embiid has really done everything. Like, he, he, what's it called, became a better shooter for Ben Simmons and spaced out the floor when he could have been dominating in the paint. Facts. That is true. But, yeah, that's fair. Like, Ben Simmons, like, don't get me wrong. I feel like people still kind of underrate him for that uh, playoff series. But it's still <laughs> that question, like, can he actually do it? Like, we got to actually see it. Like, I got to actually see it for him to say, oh, yeah, he could be that second guy on the team. Because as of right now, he hasn't shown me anything otherwise. So what is he in your – like, at his end of – say, like, we just simulate his career. What do you think he'll be? Can he be a Hall of Famer? Can he be just an all-star? Can he be an all-NBA, like, performer each year? Like, what can he be? I think yeah. I think he could be – what's it called? Like, for the next couple of years, like, a top 15, as high as, like, a top 15 player just based off, like, impact. And, like, a, probably, like, a Draymond Green role. But he's taller – more athletic, a better passer. So if he yeah. could do that, then that's incredible. He's still like he almost won defensive player of the year last year. So yeah, was the, he could be like the top 15 player. Yeah, okay. I respect that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just don't know if the Jalen Brown and Jason Tam thing like kind of you know works at all. Um I can't really I mean I've seen another trade idea that was like Sabonis, maybe like Sabonis and Claris Clarice Levert for um, Jalen Brown, uh, but I don't, I don't know. Fox. See that, but it's like he can't really shoot either. Like it's the same issue. But I don't think De'Aaron Fox is as, um, I don't know. As I don't think he'll be a better teammate or a better fit than Ben Simmons would be for us. And I don't know. The I might have an argument, like you know, against that, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, nah, I, I really can't argue that. Uh, but let's start talking about, like, how you feel about uh, Udoka's first year as a coach? Like, is it, like, do you like him? Or do you think that he's been, he's kind of been, like, a little bit towards the problem of the team? I like, I mean, I like him because his identity is defense. And, you know, 
as a fan, I love watching my team be able to get stops and, you know, really make the other make it hard for the other team. So I can't be mad at him as a coach, like as a coach, because I really think he wants, you know, to put all of the players in the best situation possible. But then it's like sometimes I feel like he, he struggles with the rotation. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't really understand when players to come in and who should play with who. Like a lot of times it's just like the double big lineup with Al Horford and Robert Williams got to go, bro. Like I can't take it. The dude, Al, <laughs> I thought Al Horford was going to come, you know, I thought he was gonna do something, bro. He can't. He can't hoop no more. I, I don't. I just. I can't take it no more, bro. <laughs> he can't hoop no more. The dude can't, like he can't shoot. He, he he not making shots. I don't. I don't understand what he can do. The best thing he's doing right now is playing post defense. The one thing I will shoot uh, Udoka some bell about is that this is probably the worst season to, to start off as a new head coach because like you got lineup changes every day, roster changes every day. So it's probably hard to manage the lineups in that manner. Like when everyone, almost everybody's going out with fucking COVID protocols or actual injuries that you have to fight too. So it's probably yeah. hard to do lineups and shit when that's happening. So I'll cut him a little bit of slack with that. Yeah. And also like the same problems uh, he's having right now is like the same thing that Brad Stevens is having. So like last year. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the Celtics like biggest problem. They don't like, like you said, uh, going back to the shots. They don't have a playmaker. That's that's what I think is probably the biggest problem. Man, for uh, sure. They don't have players that can knock down shots that you could actually trust. And another problem is they don't really have like identity. Like like you said, like Udoka is like a defensive minded coach, but like that doesn't show on the court sometimes with the Celtics playing. And it's not like they have like a high powered offense with all these other options. You really just have to contain either one of Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you most likely probably could win the game. Yeah, it's facts. And then y'all yeah. third best player is uh, Marcus Smart, which is like a hit and miss player. Hey, Dennis, Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder just be playing for himself because he's trying to get a next deal. And he's going too. Yeah, and I feel like the another biggest problem why you guys aren't like what you guys really expected to be. Y'all didn't hit on the draft other than Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Hey, do not. I'm telling you right now, do not sleep on Robert Williams. The dude, oh, yeah. no, Robert Williams is his a potential. Right. His potential is ridiculous, bro. Like the dude just had a triple double the other night. He had like 14 and 12. Like the like, the dude is getting better. Like each game, I feel like I'm watching. He's he's getting better, and I I think in a couple of years, maybe next year, two years, he could really be a a big part of our team. Yeah, nah, he really he is uh, like that. Other than, like, those three, though, y'all had, like, so much draft picks. Everybody was always talking about, like, oh, they have all these players and they still got all these draft picks. But y'all didn't hit on any of them. Man. You guys could have had players such as, like, Brandon Clark, uh, Desmond Bain, but y'all traded that pick. And right. just, like, other picks. And y'all ended up with, like, Romeo Langford in the back end of the lottery. Grant Williams. Like, I still can't believe we drafted – I, I'm pretty sure we drafted Aaron Neesmith over Cole Anthony. Yep. And then and then we drafted Peyton Pritchard over uh Desmond Bain and Thibault. Like yeah. I just well, was Thibault, I think it was Carson. Nah, Carson, we drafted Carson Edwards over Thibault. It's crazy. And that that was just like we literally traded the pick for Carson, you know. Oh, yeah, obsession with small guard. I don't know, bro. Like I remember we talked about that last yeah. year. Small guards that can't defend and 
right now it don't look like they can score either. Like it's 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 kind of hard to see, hard to watch in general. But and what is Payne Pritchard doing this year? You know, with him, I like him, but he doesn't get enough minutes. Like I feel like he doesn't get consistent minutes where he can really prove. Like I feel like as fans, and I, I see this a lot where people like always are questioning whether he should play more or he's like just not a good quality player like I feel like if you give him a good quality amount of minutes he can produce off the bench like he's a good shooter um his defense you know he's not the best defender but he can kind of hold his own depending on the matchup so I mean I think he's a good utility piece but we just don't use him as much yeah he's playing less minutes than he did uh, his rookie year that's ridiculous but that's what I was saying like he Udoka doesn't seem like he he under, I don't know, maybe it's because it's first year, but the, the the lineups are just, I feel like a big struggle for him right now. All right, so there was a report that the, you guys are not like, trying to trade to break up the duo yet. So just going just going off that report, like, who would you trade from this roster? If not other than, like, Brown and Taylor. I think Al Horford got to go. Um, would y'all trade? Would you trade Marcus Smart? It depends what I'm getting back. Now, yeah, it's hard because it's like, what could you get back from Marcus Smart? I feel like a lot of teams might overpay, or a lot of teams might try to underpay and kind of finesse for him. But because he's he's a good player, like you can't when you get a player like Marcus Smart, you can't go off based off his stats because he's really a in game kind of player where you have to watch him perform. Um, I like Josh Richardson. I think he's. This is probably one of the best years he's played in the last two years. Um, oh, I, I saw one trade. Would you trade uh, Josh Richardson for Joe Ingles and Jared Butler? I don't know. I don't think I would. Just because Joe Ingles is like what thirty four, thirty five. Like he he hasn't been performing well this season. And then we get Jared Butler, who we don't really know, like what he. Like, where's his potential? I don't really know. Um, I like Josh Richardson right now because he's playing well in his his uh, role off the bench. So I don't think I would do that. No. Nah, yeah, I agree. I heard, I did hear another rumor about um, Terrence Ross. Like, I feel like for the past two years, I've been hearing constant rumors of us trying to trade for Terrence Ross. And then, like, I think yesterday there was a big rumor about Jeff Green. We were interested in Jeff Green, too. So I just don't know. Like, I don't know if those will really help our team at all right now. So. I feel like that'll just, like... Nah, I think I think I like I like the Terrence Ross one. Because he's someone that could get you, like, instant, instant buckets off the bench. But then he's he's another inconsistent player at the same time. He another, is inconsistent, but I feel like he just brings, like... He'll easily be our best scorer off the bench. I guess other than uh, Dennis Schroeder. But he'll be our best shooter on the team. Other than Jay, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, I actually, I think if, if we do end up trading, I think Dennis Shooter is probably, you know, the one player that I would look at to trade, especially because we're not paying him this offseason. Once his contract is up, it's up. Like, you know, he's he's proved that he can perform, but he's still not consistent. Um, I wouldn't be mad if we traded him at all. Like, I like him as a player, but he doesn't fit with this team at all. Yeah, I agree. All right, so you got anything else you want to ask about the Celtics? 
Um, I think we covered all basic. I just wanted to hear his uh his Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown take, but he already answered. Oh, who I would take? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I like all right, so whoops. Why do you like now? We got to answer the question. Like, why would you pick Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum? All right. So, in my opinion, especially over this like this little last stretch that he's had, he's shown that he can be able to lead a team. He, he can be the number one option, especially on those games where Jason Tatum isn't shooting well or like he's forcing it. Jason Brown, or Jason Brown, uh, Jalen Brown usually saves the day. Like, there's been multiple times, especially in the beginning of the season too, when. Jason Tate, like he, I don't know why he always starts off like terrible, but when he was shitting bricks in the beginning of the season, Jason or Jalen Brown stepped up and helped us. So I feel like if I had to take one, although Jason Tatum got the bag and like uh, his game is just in in terms of like skill looks better, I would take Jalen Brown. You know why I, I want to argue against that because. When Jason Tatum doesn't play, we still like we still struggle. Like when it's Jalen Brown being our number one, we still struggle. Like even when he he had his fifty, you know, against the Magic. But when you look at the game, like why are we in a close? Why did we go to overtime with the Orlando Magic? You know I what I mean? Agree with that. Yeah, I do agree with that. Like at a point, we were down. We were down most like most of the second half, and we had to fight back. And he he saved the game for sure. But there's times where it's like he's kind of out of control. You can tell he's not really comfortable being like a ball handler yet. Like he, you know, he has his obviously his highlights where he's, you know, looking, you know, nice with his handles. But I feel like at times he just he he struggles with mentally being decision maker in the offense and, and kind of knowing what to do. But I mean, he's a great player, so I, I can't be mad at having both of them. I do agree. Like he's yet to be like to develop into. Uh, a player who makes the right decisions at the right time. I do agree with that just a little bit because there is plays where he obviously goes out of control or like uh, the pressure that he's attracting, uh, he's not, he can't really handle it. So I do right. agree with that. But at the same time, if you give him his own squad, I feel like those are traits that you begin to develop over time. It's like he's not really getting the opportunity to be able to develop those traits because Jason Tatum most of the time gets the, the end of the shot or gets a shot at the end of the game. So it's really hard to like be able to develop those like clutch genes and like and all that other stuff when you're deferring to another man. But if you get your own squad or like you know what I mean, I feel like if he were to, like to take over the Celtics, it wouldn't take long if they were to be able to find the right pieces and like be able to do something roster wise to benefit him that he'd be able to run the show. And I, I this is my last argument against that. I think that we've already seen what Jason Tatum can do. Like he didn't, like it, it was kind of natural for him, which is why I would keep Jason over Jalen Brown. Like even when his first year going, taking us, well not taking us because both him and Jalen Brown performed well, but I think we we were able to see that he, he had that potential from his rookie year. Whereas we didn't really see that in Jalen Brown's first and kind of in his second during the playoffs. But like, we didn't get to see that in Jalen Brown's career until probably three years into it. And we've seen it in Jalen, I mean, Jason Tatum's first year. So I think he just has that natural potential where he can be a leader, but he just, I, I don't, I don't know what the issue with Jason Tatum is. I think, again, it is decision-making and being aggressive at times, but um, I think Jason Tatum would definitely be a better leader for a team, leading a team in the future. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not even mad at that. I I respect it. Yeah, I'll piggyback off. Like, 
I'll definitely take Jason Tatum over Jalen Brown because, like, even if you look at it right now, we know, like, we know what Jason Tatum, like, can do. Like, what Cooley said before, like, he's taking over, like, so much games. And, like, before, like, before the season started, I was talking about Jason Tatum might be in, like, the conversations at MVP level. Like, I never really thought that shit for Jalen Brown yet. Mm-hmm. And there's right. definitely times where Jalen Brown be saving uh, Tatum. But there's also, right. like, other times where Jalen Brown does go quiet. And what Cooley said, he's not, like, the – like the best shot creator that Jason Tatum could be. But I think Jason Tatum's probably biggest problem is sometimes he's, he just settles too much. That's what it is. And when his shot is not going, he's still going to settle for the side, the side step. And the league is kind of like already figured out a little bit with right. where he's going to go to. Yeah, and that's what I mean because like Jason Tatum, he doesn't really have consistent bad games in a row, but when he does have bad games, those shits are loud bad games. Like He'll go yeah. like four for 17 in one quarter or some shit like that. Like some crazy shit like that. And it just looks bad. No, that's fact. I definitely can agree. I've, I've definitely watched games where you just, it's frustrating. But yeah. You can't hit water from a boat sometimes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think like Tatum's ultimate sound is higher than probably Jalen Brown's just because like the shot creation is like more natural. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, like, what both of them need to do is if they're going to, like, keep building around both of them, they need to both need to, they both need to grow as playmakers. I, I, I definitely agree with that. Cause Cause we, it would definitely help to have uh, Jason Tatum have, like, a little bit of playmaking ability when it comes down to the stretch because a lot of the time, he, he's not even looking to pass. Like, you already know what his next move yeah, is. Yeah, I don't really like, like, how they – they, like, Jalen Brown gets shut out in, like, fourth quarter. Uh-huh. He's always, like, standing in the corner sometimes. Right. It's it's weird to watch. Like your two best players should be active, but like if one player has the ball, the other player is just stagnant watching. Like I don't understand that. Like that's why I don't think that they would fit well together. Whereas like because they're two, they are too similar. Like like even when we had wings like um LeBron and D Wade, it was like we knew D Wade was kind of like that mid-range playmaker, whereas LeBron was just the floor general. And they both were like, great cutters too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great cutters, just great IQ. Yeah. So like, yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like you guys like another like uh, the Clippers with Kawhi and PG, but just Kawhi and Paul George are both better decision makers and playmakers. Right. The I could agree. Thing we are, the, the only way I see you guys going far with both of them is if Jalen Brown drastically uh, changes his play style, and I don't think that's going to benefit him in any way at all. Yeah, especially because he doesn't want to be a you know, a one B or like a, a second option. Like he wants to be a number one option just like Jason Tatum does. So yeah. yeah. I agree. That's why Jason Tatum is really coming to LA though. I'm not in line. <laughs> Bro, I ain't gonna lie. If he came to LA, y'all would still not be good. I'm not gonna lie. I don't Bro, think he's Jason Tatum and A D nigga. A D you think A D still good? I don't know. He could leave if he not. <laughs> but I, I mean, feel like you know, if, Tatum, if Tatum develops to the player that he can be and AD becomes like the second to Tatum in a couple years and he's healthy, I like that. Man, that would hurt. I, it's scary because I know Jason Tatum is, is a big nah, Jason boy. Tatum does. And like say like AD, scary. you already know that nigga. He liked being the second fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's scary. It's scary to think about because I know Jason Tatum grew up being a Lakers fan and that connection he had with Kobe. So if that man, if he went to purple and gold, man, my heart would drop. That was, that would be the last day 
I don't know, man. Yeah. I'll be able to watch sports. Now, I'm letting you know if you want to come to, you know, if you want to sign the papers and, you know, join the bandwagon, I'll let no, you know. No, I can't. Nah. <laughs> you can't do that, bro. Yeah. It's cool. All right. So I think that's all we got for the Celtics talk. Next thing we can move into. Uh, let's talk about Paul George and Damian Lillard potentially being out for the season. Uh, there was a report that came out by Bleach Report saying that Clippers underrated, uh, un- operating under the possibility that Paul George may not play this season. He's supposed to be reevaluated in like six to eight weeks or something like that. Sheesh. They was already talking about how Kawhi is ahead of schedule, but since if Paul George doesn't come back, it's most likely they're going to sit both of them for the rest of the season. And they currently sit at like ninth in the playing spot. So it could potentially go down for them. Damn, man. <laughs> that hurt. And I didn't think uh, Paul George's injury is about to be this serious. Because, like, last week, they were just talking about how, like I said, with the Kawasha, that he might come back. So I was like, oh, yeah, they still could be a contender if both of them come back healthy. But not looking like it. And then on the other side, we got Dame. It's probably going to be missed, missed the whole season. He has to get, like, adamant surgery. And them niggas is ass anyway. With, with <laughs> Dame, without Dame, they ass. So they probably going to get a lottery pick. And if you guys are the uh, Trailblazers and you guys are looking to keep Dame, do you guys trade the lottery pick or do you keep it? It depends on where you – damn. Oh. Yeah, I would say it depends what you get, what pick you get. Right. Say you get in the top seven. Uh, For Dame? Seven. Yeah. If, say, it's, if it's anywhere past three, then nah. Uh, I ain't going to lie. Trade that shit. I don't know because I'm looking at Dame's age. Yeah, like you losing a player like Dame, but it's like, I mean, what can he do for your franchise right now? Like, he's he obviously not going to the final. They peaked. They definitely did. Like, I think a couple of years ago they had a chance, but now I think their their time is over. So I would definitely look into it. Maybe top five. Yeah, I think if I'm the uh, Blazers, I'm going to keep the pick. And if that nigga Dame don't like it, that's like their avenue to trade that nigga. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the Trailblazers, they're not going to trade Dame without him saying he don't want to trade because that's just going to open up so much problems. So you just got to kind of show Dame, like, nah, nigga, we're not into winning now. So you got to actually <laughs> trade. What's y'all idea spot, like ideal spots for Dame in the league? The Sixers. Jumps out the most. Other than that, it's like kind of hard because like other teams don't need a point guard. Like they kind of already have a point guard, and like the teams that probably need a point guard probably don't have the assets. Like I saw like the Knicks be thrown around, but are you really about to take RJ? The Knicks get thrown around for almost every big market. (laughs) But like, if RJ Barrett is your best player, would that be enough for Dean? I don't know about that. Nah, yeah. And other than that, like what other teams? Yeah, the six, and I still think with Dame and on the Sixers, I don't know. Like, I don't see them beating the Nets. You know what I mean, or the Bucks. Yeah, I feel like they'll, they be, they'll have a, like better odds, but I'll probably still take the Nets or the Bucks over them. Right. But uh, since Dame's been out recently, I want to talk about Anthony Simons because he's been hooping lately. His mm-hmm. last eight games, he's averaging 21 points, four rebounds, seven assists, on uh, 48% shooting, 41 from three and 96 from the free throw line. And he's also had a game where he's had like nine threes and like 42 points. 
So I think uh, with Dame being out, this is the bright spot for Portland because he's start- finally getting a chance to hoop with CJ and Dame out. And say if they do go to rebuild an option, he could definitely be part of the rebuild because he's still a He's a dog. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people knew it too. Like, even because he well, he was on the team so young, I, he wasn't, was he draft? What year was he drafted? That was. Yeah. 2018 2018-2019. Keep up like this, especially because he's still so young. How old is he, bro? Like twenty two. Like That's crazy, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. And he he could shoot, and he's like really athletic too. Like he got bounce. I didn't even realize he was that athletic. Yeah, yeah. Like when I seen him in the dunk, yeah. When I seen him in the dunk contest, yeah, he was. Yeah, that nigga got bounce. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, I didn't even know he could dunk like that. Like I never, you know, you don't really see in game dunks from him, but. Yeah, he definitely got talent. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, since Damon and CJ probably out for the season, well, CJ might come back. I don't know. They should probably trade Nurkic and Covington and see, like, I guess start to rebuild low-key. Not really low-key, but you just Man. get out those contracts and see what you could get out of them if you could get possibly either a young player, better pick, or something like that. For those two, because there's no point in having them if you guys are good tank. Nurkic is on his last year. Covington just asked to be. Yo, I was about to say, like, how do y'all feel? Of, like, for, to me, he's a three D, three and D player. That defense is kind of overrated, and he can't shoot. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that <laughs> hype about him. Three and D, and he's not that good at either one. Of them. Yeah, like it, it's kind of I don't know. He's a weird player to me, but yeah, but I'll not be excited to get like trying to get Robert Covington or something. Like, he cool and all. Like he has like the he has like the physical traits. Like he's like six eight, everything that you want, like a wing defender, but on court wise and production, you don't see exactly. I think he got benched recently, like this season, because yeah. of his play. Yeah, I heard uh Chauncey Bills was calling him out, saying that he need to be like a better defender. Damn. How the fuck you a three and D defender getting called out for your defense? No, like your one role can't do it. That's yeah, I don't know. And I feel like uh Chauncey Billups is in a rough spot, like especially being a first year coach, thinking that you were gonna have Damon CJ for the season. Um, especially because you're the new coach that you know those players asked for, like they wanted you to be in that organization. And now it's looking like I don't know if they'll be the future, you know. I don't know if he'll be in the future with the Trailblazers, I don't know if TJ and Dame will be in the future of the Trailblazers. So yeah, that's that's kind of like the similar similar situation. That same thing with like uh Christian Wood. Well, Steven right. Silas taking the Rockets job last year and Christian Wood going there under the impression that you thought he was about to play with James Harden. Right. And then like the whole situation changed, and now those niggas just rebuild and they ask us how. And I remember they was talking about like early on in the season, is uh Steven Silas like a good enough coach? Is he gonna get fired already? Because it was on like a like a 10-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. At one point, but yeah, it is a tough spot for Chauncey Billups. But 
there's always the black coaches getting the worst spots. <laughs> no cap. Yeah, it's interesting, man. The, the league is – it's a weird year. It, I mean, you still have the top teams, obviously, but, like, it, there's this – I feel like it's a lot missing this year. You know what I mean? Especially talent-wise. Like, when you look at the All-Star game, it's like – like, I want to see Kyrie in there. I want to see Kawhi in there. I want to see PG in there. Like, I don't know. Do you think is is that is just a weird year or is that we're in the middle of a transition? Mm. I feel like it's it's like I was saying this a couple of weeks ago. It's like an era switch, but like we're in like the little beginning of it. So like we're not really noticing it as much. But as soon as players like LeBron and like players like that are gone, which was like it's not that it's not gonna be that long until that happens. Right. But like Right now, I feel like we're in the middle of an era switch, and like all the all these young guys who are coming and killing early, it's just like it's gonna be the new normal now. Man, like it's, the it's, NBA players' career is gonna be like the the career span is gonna be way longer now. It's so it's so kind of it's kind of weird to think about, man. Like when you think about LeBron not being in the league, watching the Lakers game, and you don't see LeBron on the court, or like sickening, man. Man, it, it kind of makes me like not enjoy watching the game when you think about it like it's still hard like it's still weird to see like players like Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell get this high praise because like I don't know like I just remember being them being rookies and being young players that you know I don't know nobody really had you know this kind of potential on them for but it's it's definitely weird to see it's crazy man she's going so fast like, who do you see being the top three players in the next 10 years? That's a question I was just thinking. Uh, 10 years head. is kind of hard. To, if we go five years. All right, all right yeah, yeah, 10 years is super long. <laughs> That's super long. All right, in the next five years. I got to go. Giannis has to be in that top three. Giannis. Luka. Mm, yeah, Luka. And if it like, was ooh. a couple months ago. I'll tell you Zion Williamson, but I don't know if he's going to make it the next three years. Like, what's going to happen with that? Man, I hope, bro. But I think if Zion could, like, get healthy and back on track, I think he'll be a top three player in the league. Mm-hmm. Well, are, um, honorable like, mention, I got Anthony Edwards on that list. Who do you think will be the best point guard in the league? Lamelo Ball. Trey or Lamelo? I don't know. It's hard. I'm going Trey or Ja. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, Ja, Ja. Yeah, Ja got it. Ja got it because yeah, I think Ja's I like, like Lamelo, but I don't. I think Ja and and Trey got that higher ceiling. I think they're both, both better scorers. And not only that, if it ever came down to it, if they had to see each other, I feel like like Lamelo, he never showed me that like dog yet. Like he, he right. for real, but like Ja got that dog in him. He, he gonna do whatever it takes to win. I don't know if Melo got that yet. Man, I was watching the Warriors in a Grizzlies game yesterday, and like that, the way he drives that team, and like. That's I man. That's gonna be an entertaining team to watch from mm-hmm. for years, man. He he's definitely an energizer for that team. They're the second youngest team in the league right now, bro. Hoopers too. That shit is crazy. They're on a ten game win streak right now. Josh just been killing, and they just been drafting like perfectly, like over the past couple of years. They got uh, the year they started their rebuild. They got Jaron Jackson Jr. Then the next year they got John Morant, and then they hit on like the later round picks, picking up. Uh, the Desmond Bain, the Brandon Clark, the Xavier Tillmans, and they just have players that just know how to play the game. Basketball. Yeah, them, them niggas are excellent at drafting. Oh my god, bro! They they're high on Jackson, huh? 
Are y'all high on Jaron Jackson? Yeah. I'm not too high on I'm I'm not too high on him, but what he brings defensively to the table and like his versatility and his ability to shoot, and though he's like inconsistent sometimes, I think like he's really he's solid. Now last night I kind of feel like he proved why he was valuable. When I was watching the game, I think the, the Warriors had they didn't score, they only scored eight points in the last four minutes, I believe. And Jared Jackson was the anchor to that defense. He was really locked oh, yeah. up. Yeah, and sure. it was, he was making it hard for them to score, and that's just holding the Warriors to eight points in four minutes is like that's really hard. So he was locking shit up, and uh, when it counted the most in clutch time, he was anchoring everything. Yeah, because he could hold down the paint, he could switch on the guards and contain his own, and he's just versatile. And then just like they just have everybody, like everybody that plays on their team, they're all solid, all solid basketball minds. They know to do, they know their role. Mm-hmm. And John Moran is just like the engine of the team, like on the offense. Even though like games job been missing, that's when they started going on their first run. And they could just they just know how to play basketball. Nah, for sure. Uh all right. I want to talk about since I want to go back to the a little bit of the Clippers and uh, Blazers real quick. Since both of those teams are missing their stars, it kind of I'm just looking at the playing spot right now, and Trailblazers is only one game apart from like three other teams: the San Antonio Spurs, the Sacramento Kings, and the Pelicans are all right there from that last playing spot. So, you think that Sacramento mm-hmm. should like go for the playing, or you think they should blow it up and start trading pieces like? Probably look to trade De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hill, Marvin Bagley, or they should just try and end their drought. Man, they that it, it, it's so interesting with the Kings because they have the talent. Like they're young, they have the talent, but they just failed to be successful. You know what I mean? So I, I say blow it up. I agree. Blow that shit up. Get rid of everybody while you can. Yeah, I feel like they like like you said, Cooley, they got all a lot of nice pieces. Like teams that want like most of the pieces that they kind of have, like De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, uh Buddy Hill, like they could all contribute to other teams, but it just doesn't work as like all together with them. So, and then they got Davion. I don't know, like what yeah, was I mean, the point of that? I didn't like that pick. I didn't like that <laughs> pick at all. What was the point? I don't know. I think they should go for Ben Simmons. That'll be tough. Yeah, I like that. Trade De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons. That would be mm. tough. <laughs> why you say that? Why you think that? You don't think uh, it's a good idea? No, nah, I think that is a good idea, but th- that makes it tougher for y'all, man. Yeah, I see. De'Aaron on the what? De'Aaron on the Sixers? Yeah, I feel like I'm not too worried about that. If I still, yeah, at all. I don't think De'Aaron's that. Like he's good. Like I would never knock him that he's not a good player, but like. I don't think he affects winning, you know, with his talent. Like, he brings talent to a team, but does he bring winning to a team? You know what I mean? I don't think he has, like, that scare factor to, like, what if Jalen Brown was on the Sixers, right? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. He's not really, like – he don't have the – he don't – I don't know, though. I, actually, I can't – yeah, I can't even say he's not a winner just because the organization. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that, that situation in Sacramento – it really doesn't really put a magnifying glass on his uh, abilities because there's points in time where he averaging like 24 within – or not even 24. Yeah, it was like 25 last year. Yeah, like shit like that. But it's going unnoticed because you're in an organization like Sacramento. So I feel like if you go somewhere, like he don't have to be, like bear the load. He can go and fit perfectly well. I don't know about perfectly, but he can fit well in the offense 
with Joel Embiid, where he controlling most of it. All he got to do is compliment him and just play his game. Maybe learn how to play make just a little bit more to uh, fit that offense. But oh, that's actually that's a good idea, and especially I, with I like it for both teams. I think both teams should like really explore that. What would the trade be though? Would it be straight up? Yeah, it could be straight up because they're both on max contracts. Mm. Yeah, that would be interesting, man. Especially with Tyreek Maxey. Still giving the ball up. Huh? Uh, fucking dude. They still turning that shit over. Oh, yeah. It's been like that, like, the past three games. Well, since we came back from COVID. But uh, I want to move into the Pelicans. I got to show love to my nigga B.I. because that nigga hit a game. I know you saw that shit, cool. <laughs> I did. But, now nah, I just wanted to talk about B.I. and, like, the Pelicans because they still, without Zion, they're arguably the best player. They still have a chance of making it in the playing spot. And beginning of the season, they was, like, the worst team in the league. They was, like, 1-10 in 10 at the start. And B.I. got injured, and they didn't have a win. And then, like, over, like, the past, like, 20 or so games, like, they're starting to play, like, at, like, this, like a 500 level. And they're still not, like, a good team, but they're not as bad as they was in the beginning of the season. And I think it's the main reason is, like, the jump that Brandon Ingram's taking and what Josh Hart is also doing to this team. Because I think Josh Hart has probably been, like, he's been their third best player. And, like, he's grown as, like, a playmaker. He's finishing well at the basket, defending. And also the rookie, Herb Jones. That nigga's just been outstanding. Yo, man, that dude is special. Bro, he's been guarding, like, whoever is the best player, he got guarded. No matter if he's a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. Like, I've seen him have plays where he locked up, like, the Devin Bookers, the Diamond Mitchell, just giving, like, all these other outstanding uh, scorers trouble. And what B.I. is doing, like, drawing so much attention. There's times that I think last week against the Warriors, they were playing boxing one against them. That's crazy. Sheesh. A boxer one in the league is crazy. <laughs> like, only time I seen niggas really play, like, consistent boxing one was in the finals against Curry. And, like, there's just been so much times, like, the offense just – the defense just uh, all draws attention to B.I. And there's, like, other people that can't make them uh, – make it pay. Like, the same – similar situation with the Celtics, how like, other niggas just can't knock down shots. Like, I think the Pelicans had the worst guards in the league. Like, Devontae Graham is really hit – he's hit or miss until the fourth quarter. That's when you hit shots. Uh, he's terrible to me, bro. Garrett Temple is trash. Thomas Sandoransky is trash. They lost Kyra Lewis, and he wasn't – he's a second-year player. Nikhil Alexander-Walker just going to let that shit fly. So that's really their whole guard rotation. Brandon Ingram has been their <laughs> Jose best – Jose Alvarado. Yeah, and Jose <laughs> Alvarado. Brandon Ingram has been their best point guard, and he's actually basically played a point guard and a wing. And he's just been – I think he's just gotten better. Like, the stats probably won't reflect it, but I think overall, like, as playmaker, he's definitely gotten better and just, like, an overall player. And as a leader. Well, I mean, early on, we really, like, we used to argue over the Jason Tatum and uh, B.I. conversation. And I think B.I. early on, like, he really had, you know, conversation because he was so much more complete as a, of a player. I, st- I still think he is. Um, I don't know with the Pelicans how far they would go with B.I. as their, you know, best scorer or best player, I should say, in general. Um, I know when Zion comes back, obviously things are going to change, but I just I don't know. I'm not too sure about this Pelican team. Yeah, nah, without uh Zion, they're not going anywhere. But like what BI has shown, I think this season has been like really crucial. Like he stepped up as a leader. We know as we see Zion is not a leader right now. He's too young and he's still got like stuff that he's dealing with, like his weight issues. But like Brandon Ingram, like there's been like so much stuff that everybody's talking about, like how, how his leadership ability and like his work ethic and everything. Like over the offseason, uh 
I mean, over the season, he was trying to like gather the team, go to the uh, Bucks game, and Bucks versus Suns finals. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much times where Zion's just been missing in action. Like he doesn't even show up to the games he's rehabbing in Portland, but Bi's out here leading the team right now to victories. So Not question, for sure. If they're making a shot in, uh, for the playing game, and there's talks of Zion coming back, does Zion? Do you keep Zion out, or do you let him come back? If he's ready to come back, I think they're gonna let him come back because there was a report that the Pelicans are like looking to be buyers rather than uh, sellers. Mm. In the, so I think they're still trying to like acquire more talent. And what they should be doing is what they're doing right now. They should be trying to win because winning is going to help Zion Wilson most likely stay. And I hope he's probably watching what's going on because I think Zion and Brandon could be a special duo if they all get their shit right. I agree. They Man, this injury player. stuff is scary, bro. Like, yeah. I think everybody wants to see Zion on the floor, but it's like there's something that the Pelican staff isn't telling people, like what type yeah, of injuries is this man dealing with? You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wish I knew exactly what it was because it would help me understand a bit more because when they try to make it seem like it's his weight, I just can't feel no sympathy for that. But, like, nah, for real. if there's something that's actually there, and I feel like there actually is something maybe deeper to it, but they're just not saying anything. So I can't really feel sympathy when they're saying it's like a weight thing. I'm like, I'm like, man, if you don't get your ass out there. Yeah, they've been quiet with this injury, like, basically from the start. Because you got injured in July, and niggas didn't know until media did. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if he lost, like, if he could lose, like, 60 pounds, maybe, you know, close to that, like, the type of player that he can be? If he I could just, like, like... possible, bro. If he working every day, there's no way. Like, how is his body not changing? It's hard, though. Well, I think for a player like him, it might be hard because he has all that mass and muscle on him already. Yeah, to kind of slim that down, it's probably very hard for him. Yeah. And he was probably like off his feet, like even more when he was injured because he had a foot injury. Oh, d- oh, damn! That's probably the worst too. Yeah, I think I seen something too, like in high school from like his what I think it was his sophomore, or maybe freshman year to his junior year. Like the dude gained like sixty pounds. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> like the dude really came out of nowhere. Higher, that's crazy, bro. Hopefully that uh, injury, whatever it is, doesn't like come back and keep lingering around. Dude's a monster. Yeah, nah, he got it. He got get his shit together. Stay off the gumbo. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what he on, bro. <laughs> Say no to food. Right, delete DoorDash, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> it's does, bro. He, man, he in New Orleans. He living good. Thanks, bro. Yeah, and you know he probably eating for free and everything. Man, they probably treat him. You got a meal well. at every local cafe too. <laughs> <laughs> they could get the Zion meal everywhere he go. No cut. All you can eat is is all you can eat for that nigga. <laughs> it's not he he probably not getting regular meals either wherever he's going. <laughs> they can get the extra extra large. Double that, <laughs> double that. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. I was thinking too, like. I had to realize, like, not every NBA player is eating, like, these super healthy meals every day. And, you know, like, I feel like player, like, everybody's human. So, like, if somebody wants to go to McDonald's or, like, you know, if you're on the road, like, I feel like because they're in the road so much, they're eating these fast meals half the time. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. It, well, I didn't realize to bread, man. Like, there's no telling, like, what you can get yourself into when you got <laughs> sure. that much money, bro. So, like, for him, for something like a quick fix, like some food, that's probably something that he really <clears throat> he really enjoys. Like, for example, like me, 
man, it's hard for me not to buy some gas. I ain't gonna hold you like, like that's something that I struggle with. But like, that's what I struggle. Nah, that ass, bro. I with, bro. I get that check, and the first thing I think is like, damn, once I get my bills paid, I could definitely have enough to buy me a quarter or something. Like, just a little something. So, like, that's probably his quick fix. Like, man, once I get on the plane, I'm about to buy me some Chick Fil A or some shit like that. That's probably like his like weakness, and that shit kind of sucks. I feel bad for him now. Yeah. But I feel like he should definitely, like, take a page. I think he should, like, hit up LeBron and, like, you see what LeBron does for his body and, like, how much money he puts into it. Zion could put – LeBron puts, like, a million dollars into his body and, like, everything, like, straight. So his body right and everything. So if Zion could do something like that. Now, I know that nigga don't got as much as money as LeBron, but that Jordan check is hitting for that nigga and all the other sponsorships. So and if he it, really wants to man, take care of health as well. So if you got the type of money to pay, like, he definitely got a, a million dollars he could spare on his body. Hey. So health as well. So it don't matter how much it, it costs. I'm doing it if, if I got it. If he lose that weight, man, and he really proved that he can be this dominant player, man, he going to get that bag. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That rehab check going to be different. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, I, I got a couple questions. We could a little debates that we could have who you guys are taking and who's better. And first player I got, who y'all taking, Malik Monk or Jordan Poole? Ooh, uh, I'll take a JP. Just because uh, Malik Monk, I feel like for me, he's just a little too inconsistent. I feel like uh, Jordan Poole, like, he doesn't, like when he comes out and plays, at least from what I watched, one, he know his role. Like, he's not going to overshoot. Sometimes I feel like Malik Monk don't know when to uh, pass or when to shoot. And then Jordan Poole, he just – one thing he do, got is like, he can shoot all three levels, like, very consistently. And I feel like uh, Malik Monk, um, he has just a little bit of trouble finishing. So, that's, yeah. that's hard. Um, yeah, I have to agree with Jordan Poole, though, just because I know with Jordan Poole, he, he's somebody that can kind of create – shots for others and for himself easier than Malik Monk. Like, I feel like with Malik Monk, he doesn't really have the capability. I mean, he has the talent, of course, but the capability to really have other players feed off of him, you know, rather than Jordan Poole, where he's now looking like the backup point guard for the Warriors, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm going to have to get – I, uh, I want to go with my bias, but I'm going to go with a slight edge. <laughs> Malik Monk been hoping this season, but Jordan Poole too. And like you said, I think like probably his playmaking and a little bit more consistency probably gives him the edge. All right. So, uh, start bench cut these three players. Pascal Siakam, Jeremy Grant, and Julius Randle. This is all this season, by the way. Too. Uh, I'm going to start Siakam, bench Grant, and uh, cut Randle. Go ahead. Go ahead, Reg. I'll let you go first. Uh, I'll, I'm starting Pascal. Damn. I'm benching Jeremy Grant. I'll cut Julius Randle. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like Julius Randle's game, bro. I don't hey, want look, that. Look, I don't, I don't really watch Julius Randle, and I'm not a big fan of him either, but what like, what happened, bro? Like, last year, he was getting the hype. The dude was balling out. Like, now Knicks fans can't stand him. I don't understand it. Nigga, he but, was in his contract year. For my list, man, I'll go Pascal, probably, yeah, Jeremy on the bench, and uh, 
I cut Julius. Because Julius, like, what he was doing last year, that shit was really fake, bro. <laughs> I was trying to figure out too like when did this dude become a three level scorer like the dude was just doing everything Bro, playmaking the minute fans came in that nigga f- started folding it was not hitting shots like that like he was really hitting the, like the bullshit step back <laughs> right in the nigga face back right in the nigga mouth man. Like, like he was really taking over just bulldozing niggas playing like under control but like I watched that nigga like mad times for the Lakers. I knew who that nigga really was. Like, <laughs> I I hate to be that nigga, but like he really yeah. came back down to earth. Nah, he definitely did come back down to earth. Cause he was playing, he was playing out of his mind last year. But I just knew he he's not like he made an All NBA team. We know that's not happening again, bro. <laughs> I forgot he was All NBA. Damn, dude fell off. The, the fans hate is just a little bit uh, excessive, but. Nah, I don't think it is, bro. He really be a wild one sometimes. <laughs> and it was in his contract year, so that nigga wanted that bad. And like he's not he's not playing as good a defense he is this year. So he's sometimes just like hogging the ball and doing dumb shit. And he's not bringing the same defensive intensity that he did last year. So I kind of feel Knicks fans. You got any more? Uh... Oh yeah. Uh Darius Garland and De'Aaron Fox. <clears throat> DG, Ooh. I'm taking the future. Yeah, I need DG. He's going to give me that that shooting, that extra shooting I need for yeah. sure. Yeah, the shooting definitely uh, takes him over the for me. Zach Levine or Jalen Brown? Mm. Damn. Man. Against each other. Uh, I'll tell you Zach Levine. Oh. Man, I'm telling you right now, I think if you give Jalen Brown his own team, uh, I'm going with Jalen Brown. I think he'll, he'll really be a dog. Yeah, nah, this is really a tough one. I say if you give Jalen Brown his own team, he's still not better than Zach Levine. Zach Levine, Could he's you think so? the worst of conditions, yes. And now so he, All right, wait. So is Zach Levine better than Jason Tatum here? Um, right now, yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Right now, am I tweaking? Demar is. I give you Demar, but Zach over JT. I'm not there yet. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying, like we've seen, though, like we've seen JT be able to lead a team, you know, and get to the postseason and get somewhere in the postseason. Was Zach Levine? We really got to look at what happened uh, last year against Brooklyn. That nigga was out here wilding against them niggas. Bro, the dude has fifty by himself. Bro, 50 and the whole team was focused on him? That's ridiculous, bro. I, I don't know. That. But but our roster situation isn't the same as y'all, bro. And that, the like, overall, yes, that counts because those playoff wins do count. But at the same time, bro, like, there's no way in hell if you put Jason Tatum on that Bulls team, he's taking that team to the uh, playoffs. If Jason Tatum's on the Bulls? Yeah. You don't know. You don't think so? Are you talking about this year's Bulls team? Wait, no, 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 not this year's Bulls team. Um, I'm trying to uh, definitely not this year's Bulls team. With Zach Levine, all right, that year that Jason Tatum, his rookie year in the playoffs, would he take that Boston team to the Eastern Conference Finals? Would he beat the Bucks, Sixers, and go seven games with LeBron? Zach Levine. Let's talk about right now. Let's with talk that about Bulls team. Right no, right. with the. With if, the we're seven, talking about- if we replaced Zach Levine with Jason Tatum, 
on that Celtics team that went to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals versus the Cavs. Oh, yeah. It would, I feel like it would be the same outcome. Wow. That's crazy. You know? That's crazy if it's not. What? That boy be hooping. I, I feel he, like. nah, he's tough. Like, can he be a leader? Like, can he be a number one option for a team and get them in the postseason? Uh, all right, how about this season? Who's better? Because that's all I'm really talking about. <sighs> this season, who's better? Are we on a better squad. And all right, I give it to Zach. I, I will give it to Zach. I definitely, yeah, I definitely will give it to Zach this year. But right now, I say right last now. year, he carried a lot more to load and, uh, Numbers wise, he was. I would even say last year he played a little bit better. <laughs> I, I, I think it's because of the teams right now. Like, I think Zach Levine's supporting cast is way above Jason Tatum's supporting cast right now. Uh-huh. But I also think that if the Celtics do get into the playoffs, your argument is going to change. You're going to think JT's above Zach Levine. I definitely will come back on here and say I'm wrong. I'll definitely be like, yo, and Tatum a better defender. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Is Zach Levine a playmaker? Like, I haven't, I don't really watch him a lot, but is he like a good playmaker? He's, he's a willing playmaker. I feel like him and uh, Tatum might be like around like the same level of playmakers. Like, I don't know who I'll get the edge to. I feel okay. like Zach Levine probably have a little, a little bit more. Yeah, just it might be like, a little bit, but I don't feel like it's like nothing like yeah. to really be like, oh, yeah, he's like a better playmaker. Like, it's not, the okay, okay. not that big. But I think I'll still take Tatum. And I'm not even mad at that because Tatum younger, so I, I wouldn't even be mad at that. And also going back to the uh, first one, I think I'll ah uh, damn, I don't Jalen Brown and uh Zach Levine is hard, but I think I might go. I think I like Jalen Brown better. But Over Zach like his game, yeah. That's hard. I, I I right now I would take Zach Levine on the Celtics over Jalen Brown. For sure. I wouldn't even be mad at it. He's more consistent. He's a better shot creator. I think athletic. Like the fit would probably be better, especially like yeah. shooting. But Jalen Brown's shooting is like really improved. This oh, yeah, yeah. He can shoot the ball for sure. Yeah. So I wouldn't be mad if you said either one of those two. All right. I got Tyrese Halliburton or Alonzo Ball. So. Tyrese or Zoe? Yeah. Huh. Man, give me Tyrese. I might, I, I might actually might have to, yeah, I might have to. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about it in my head. Tyrese Especially for where Sacramento picked them up at. They got way more for what they uh, picked them up at, so. Uh, I think I'm going Tyrese because he could do more with the ball in his hands. And, like, the games that I was talking about this last week on a podcast, like, he was stepping up as, like, a playmaker and just, like, scoring the ball, just playing way better when he had the ball in his hands and De'Aaron Fox wasn't playing. He was averaging, like, somewhere around, like, nine assists a game. I think it was hitting for me on FanDuel. Now I'm going to hold you. But he was averaging, like, somewhere around, like, nine assists a game, like, 17 points. And, like, he's a better scorer than I think the Zoe. But the Zoe definitely has an edge defensively. But I just think, like, uh, Lonzo's kind of, like, in a perfect situation where he doesn't have to be, like, the playmaker. Because I watched, like, every game against the Pelicans last year. And, like, in the half court, he was just relegated to, like, a three-point shooter. Hmm. Yeah, I like Zoto. I really wish he was on Boston. I think he's a he's a um, 
definitely a game changer when it comes to having him on offense and defense. Yeah, I like Zoe because, like, he's not, like, a ball-dominant point guard, and he could, like, really fit with, like, any type of player. And he affects the game. Like, whenever he's in, the game changes. Like, the game's speed, the way they play. Yeah. The personnel, everybody changes. All right. Uh, start bench cut. Tyler Hero, Desmond Bain, and R.J. Barrett. Easy. Oh, this is a good one. Um, start Tyler Hero. Bench RJ, cut Desmond. Ooh. Man, I ain't gonna lie, you gotta start Tyler on this one. Um, I'm giving I'm giving Bane the edge on RJ for the bench, and I'm cutting RJ. Uh, I'm gonna take my different approach. I'm starting Desmond Bane. We bring a Tyler Hero off the bench because that nigga already does that right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm gonna cut RJ. I feel like it's for this season, though. RJ Barrett could develop, but I, I, I don't know. How you feel about RJ Barrett, Cool? Man, I was about to say, aren't you a big RJ guy? Like, nah. Eesh. Nah, I had to always defend RJ because niggas was really disrespecting him. But I ain't going to lie. I'm not, I'm not big. I'm not sold on him. Like, he just doesn't give me like that. Like, what can he be? I don't know. Like, even when he was drafted, I didn't. I don't think anybody really knew how high his potential was, but they expected him to be something because, you know, his whole life he's been a scorer. You know what I mean? But yeah. I I don't know. Like I'm just not high on the dude. Like he's a he's a player that I feel like any night could go off, but we have yet to really see him be a consistent you know talent in the league. Yeah, and I feel like I don't know like. I always thought about, like, I don't know how high R.J. Barrett's ceiling is, but, like, at every level, he's really, like, he's been a dog. Like, at Mount Verde, he gets the highest level of competition. He was the best player. At Duke, he was breaking fucking uh, freshman records with alongside Zion Williamson. And you already know, like, how much other players went to Duke. And, like, right. he was just just 6'6", good build, uh, strong, could get to the basket, could slash. And, like, he shot respectable, like, from the three-point line, but it wasn't consistent. You didn't know, like, if you really believed in it. Last year, he improved on his three-point shot, improved as a defender, and it's just been a lot of inconsistencies with him. And I don't know – I don't know how good he could be, and I feel like part of the reason is, like, the Knicks are – it's kind of – it's Julius Randle's team, so they're playing more through Julius Randle. And I don't think, like, the fit of Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, like, you can get – I don't know. I don't think you could get the most out of R.J. Barrett with Julius Randle being there. I agree with that. And I think, like, you could tap in because there's, there's times where R.J. Barrett has tunnel vision, but there's times where he could be a good playmaker. So I think if if he could, like, give you probably, like, Andrew Wiggins is doing right now or, like, a little bit more as, like, an on-ball player. Yo, he needs to be put in a situation like Andrew, I think. Like, with he needs to be put on a contender where he can kind of play off of the other star player. I think that would be good for him. Like, I don't think him playing off Julius is, like, Nah. He need, like, another, like, a good star. He's <laughs> a good star. <laughs> I, I low-key want to throw in a little um, either-or, like, but this is, like, older players. I was having this argument the other day for point guards. Would you rather start your franchise with um, Jason Kidd in his prime or Steve Nash in his prime? Yeah, I wish my cousin mm-hmm. was on, but... 
because me and him used to argue with this shit back and forth. Man, I'm a big Steve Nash guy. So, yeah, like, yeah, I'm a Steve Nash. I'm gonna have to say, uh, my cousin Nash was a J Kid guy. I'm a Steve Nash. <laughs> that man was a dog, man. Because the thing with Nash, he was a better scorer, and I think he was just as good as a passer as Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. But you, could, I feel like you could make the argument either way because Jason Kidd wasn't a liability. He was a good defender. Nash was a liability defensively. Right. And you could also make the argument that Jason Kidd led his team to the finals, but at the same time, that was probably the worst Eastern Conference ever. I mean, and he got a ring, too, with the Mavs. He was a big piece on that team, so. Yeah, but that was, like, late in his prime. He wasn't in his prime. It was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years, so, like. I don't know. I think like what Steve Nash can really do to offense, like what we saw with the seven seconds or less, uh Suns oh, and when he was winning MVPs. I think I'll take that. And especially like in today's game, I think Steve Nash would be way better in today's game. Cause he was like basically like the pioneer, like how today really plays with uh Mike D'Antoni. Like how they're running all these pick and rolls and, and just, with the like, pace yeah, now? the high tempo. Like, his That's interesting. You think you'd be better? Who's Steve Nash? Yes, for sure. Uh, that it'll be hard. They will both be like, I don't know, because Jason Kidd, man, he's he's a great leader as well. Like, and his defense, like you know, the way he was able to to, to contribute to the defensive side of the floor. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be hard, man. That that's a hard pick. I think because like I think he'll be a better scorer if he was like encouraged even more to shoot because he was so efficient. He was shot 50, 40, 90 around like four years in a row. Not four years in a row, but like four years. And it was like, I think it was like a four-year stretch where it was basically 50, 40, 90 for his career. So if he shot the ball even more, he could probably, he could have been like a 20 and 10 player every single year. Okay. Yeah. I could agree with that. And especially now with the shot volume they're getting up, they were putting the ball up with seven seconds or less back then. Now they're probably doubling, not doubling like the shots they, they make or take, but maybe i say about, like, 10 to 15 more shots. So that's just... Definitely more threes. Yeah. Hell yeah, way more threes. Yeah. So I'll go Steve Nash. <clears throat> uh, all right, my other picks, Embiid or Anthony Davis? Embiid right now. For yeah, Embiid. Give me Embiid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Embiid, too. What happened to AD, bro? Pelicans AD was different, bro. Oh, Even that, no. AD won a ring, and then he just stopped caring, bro. That's really what happened. I just said, don't like I don't know. He said he had nothing left to prove after he won a championship, and that's when I got worried, bro. I don't know who – like, he really – I don't know. Like He got married, too, so that nigga, he already mentally in retirement. I feel man. like, yeah, he, like, checked out. Like, <laughs> nigga just cool. He just played basketball for fun now. <laughs> he be on the game now. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he don't, I don't know, bro. I don't, he, like, he, I, he don't want it as much as he did when he first came, especially after they won in the bubble. You think Embiid would be like that if you won a ring? Uh, nah, I don't think so. But I feel like, well, I'll, wow, I'll take Embiid over Anthony Davis is just like what he's doing right now, just like leading a team, just carrying the team on his back. And we just haven't seen that from AD since New Orleans. Even though in the bubble he was hooping, but like, <clears throat> I definitely don't think you would see that from Embiid. I don't know why, but um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I know exactly why, but. A lot of the foreign players, they really don't, like, take their opportunities for granted. And, like, they don't – like, I feel like if he were to win a championship like that, he would, like, realize that that's, like, really a one-in-a-million opportunity to do that and go back again. Kind of like how Giannis is. Like, Giannis is, like, so yeah. humble and, like, so thankful. Yeah, AD just don't got the dog like that. Yeah. 
that's his biggest problem. Because if he did, he could easily be in the conversation for the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Wait, well, we could argue that on the Pelicans, the dude had the dog mentality. He just didn't have the surroundings. Like, I don't think – I don't know. It's just – I think mentally it's just him getting in his own head. I feel like we haven't seen it since. Like, ever since he started playing LeBron, like, this was the year for him to take the reins and start to being the best player. But we – now we got LeBron having to do, like, even more than he, like, expected. I know AD is out, but when he was healthy, he just – he didn't, like – He hasn't really. been, like, the number one yet. We haven't seen AD be that the best player on its championship team. Yeah. All right, I got another start bench cut. Shea Alexander, DeJounte Murray, and LaMelo. Uh, start, start Melo, bench DeJounte, and cut um, who's the last player? Shay. Shay. Yeah, cut Shay. Damn, that's hard, bro. I really was, I got a lot of respect for all three of those players. But if I, right now, I think I would start um, Shay, Vince DeJounte, and cut Lamella. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah, right now. All right, that was yours. I think I might have to agree with that, Cooley. Mm. Like, that nigga Shay, like, the Thunder ain't winning shit, but he really been having some games where he all – I could tell you firsthand what he does to the Lakers. And just, like, he also had another game winning against, like, the Clippers. Like, he's been really clutch, and, like, he be having his stretches where he just get to it. I like his pacing and his craftiness to him. And I think I'll go DeJounte over LaMelo. I think I'll, I think I'll go with that because, like, DeJounte's defensive ability, like the two-way ability of him is like... Yeah, special. ridiculous. So, I'll cut with Melo. Did anybody think that Shea would be this good, though? Like, I really never thought that he was going to no. be it. Like, I watched him at Kentucky, and I was just never impressed. I'm like, yo, like, he not like... He I cool, like Yeah. Man. Like, I was watching a couple of Kentucky games. I'm like, yo, he really, like, never did anything. Like, I was surprised he even went lottery because, like, I ain't, like, see him being, like, it's tough, and then I don't know. He was probably like one of the players I'm like was like really wrong about in the draft, like him being this good. Yeah, he started snapping. Like even his rookie year, I was like, he cool, <laughs> but like, yeah. Nah, the, that play. I think I, I really like. You know who else I liked in the um with that was his teammate um Landry Shamit. I thought he was gonna be a great player, but he just. Turned out to be just another quality player, role player. But the way they played in the playoffs when they were reversing it was the Warriors. Yeah. In the six games, I was like, yo. I was like, yo, these dudes can hoop, yo. For sure. All right. uh, I got two more. Rank these players. Andrew Wiggins, Miles Bridges, OG Ananobi, and Karis LeVert. Damn. Um, Andrew Wiggins, Miles Bridges, Obi, and who else? Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert. Ooh. I'll go on my list first. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go Andrew Wiggins, number one. OG and Obi, number two. Ooh. 
Uh, Miles Bridges, number three, and Karis LeVert, number four. I agree with that list. OG at the two? Yeah. I don't know. I might, I might just change it up a little bit. Have Wiggins, one, Bridges, two, OG, three, and LeVert, four. I had OG over Bridges because he a better defender. Okay, yeah. I still think Bridges' upside is is continuing like to go up. Like he's the dude can ball for real, and he can be a good defender, like a great defender as well. He has the mechanics, yeah, he, and the, he definitely has that potential to be a good defender. He has the tools, but I've seen OG and Obi really clamp up though. Yeah, yeah. shooting wise, OG is a more consistent shooter. Yeah, he definitely improved. OG has definitely improved. I didn't know what kind of player he was going to be. Yeah, his ball handling has gotten better. And Levert is last for me. He cool. Yeah, he cool. Cares over cool. I don't lie. I thought when he got traded to the Pacers, I'm like, yeah, this dude's going to be a 20-a-night score, like just – Gonna help this team get to the playoffs, but yeah, I thought I yeah, thought he was gonna hoop too, but too. Yeah. I think it's really because like the injuries that's happening. Like, uh, was it? Didn't he have like a heart issue or something? Wasn't yeah. it before? Yeah. Like, before he even could get cleared to go to the Pacers. Yeah, it was also yeah. that, and then like going into the season, he was hurt too. But in- he just always had an injury history, even going back to Michigan. Yeah, the dude. I mean, he still has all the talent in the world. It's just I don't know, maybe consistency for him. Yeah. All right. The last one on my list, I had to put this in. It's Brandon Ingram versus Jason Tatum. Come on, bro. Ooh. Is this hard? This really hard? You serious right now? We we doing this again? Nah, I'm not bro. JT. I'm come on, yo. The dude put up a sixty ball. Like, come <laughs> on, bro. In a playing, like, like in an important game this season. This season. Are we talking about this season? Yeah. <sighs> now nah, I'm gonna lie. It's closer than you think. Man, hold up. Let me look at uh let me look at the numbers real quick. Hold up. I think uh, Tatum was averaging, I think his numbers is better. He's averaging like 25, seven and a half or something like that, and like four assists. I know Tatum was averaging like I am BI is averaging like 23, 5 and 5. That's still good numbers though. I'm looking at the efficiency though. That's the that's the key part right there. Oh, he got it. Br got the efficiency. You know what? I'm gonna take Tatum just because of the defense. Right now, I respect it. Br got better defenses. It's close. Oh yeah, it's close. It's close. But I think the gap is yeah. The gap is definitely closer. Because last year, like at the end of last year, I'm like, damn, I don't know if this nigga Tatum, Bi, about to be better than Tatum. God, this nigga got it. But I don't know. Bi just starting to take strides, especially like playmaking wise. I could say he's confidently a better uh, playmaker than uh, Tatum. And then scoring wise, especially this season, Tatum been like inconsistent a lot. What's up, dude? I'm saying, my nigga, be all coming. Niggas got to put some respect on his name. I go like, he's not gonna have respect until he gets into the playoffs. Until he can show people that he can get. Like, I'm not talking about playing either. I'm talking yeah. about like, you know, like 
I feel like he's in a, like the same position that like Devin Booker was a couple years ago and Zach Levine. Like, so they think- didn't make the playoffs like their first six years of their career, and like the and like people was like opinions change of both of them. You think he needs a vet to play with? Uh, be yeah. I don't know what vet, but like if they could get like a point guard in the like how CP3 went to the the Suns and yeah. like or like a vet like how DeMar DeRozan went to the uh the Bulls, I think that's what like BI is kind of missing cuz like I said before, if he has Zion, they'll they'll be in the playoffs right now if they have. It's Zion. like he had Drew Holiday, bro. Like Drew Holiday was that kind of vet that could change a franchise. But look like, at it. They roster wasn't good. Like the first year Zion didn't play until January. And niggas was starting Jalil Okafor that year, bro. I remember oh, that. Like, he see. started, like, the first, like, 15 games, and they weren't good to start off. And then the next year, what happened? They could have made the plane. I think that was the year of the bubble. And B.I. got injured towards the end of the season, and Zion got injured towards the end of the season, and they didn't make it. And what happened this past year? And this past year, when they had both of those two, they didn't make it. And I don't know. Vi, they just need a, they need a better roster. I think around them. Even though I think there's pieces like they're starting to come around, like her, her, uh, Jones and Josh Hart. They just need a guard. Hmm. Now that's facts. All right. Uh, there's college stuff we could talk about, but yeah, I want to get into that real quick. Yeah, we can get into it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So basically, over the past week, all the top teams have been not uh, the knockdown. Baylor is the last undefeated team. They lost to Texas Tech at home last night. Texas Tech over the weekend also beat Kansas, and both those games came without their best player, uh, Terrence Shannon. He's been missing for Texas Tech. And overall, like dumb niggas defend Texas Tech. That's really my verdict. All I gotta say about those. Names. Niggas. Facts. They one of the best defensive teams in the nation. That's just how the Big 12 is. And this year, like, unlike last year, we knew the Zag was, like, the best team. This year, there's no clear-cut best team. Like, at one point in time, I thought uh, Baylor was the best team. I thought Duke was the best team. And, like, both of those teams, like, all the teams is losing. There's not an unbeaten team anymore. And I think this year for college basketball is just wide open. No, for sure. I could definitely agree with that. I'm a, I mean, look, I'm a big LSU fan. And uh I'm like LSU a big win. Yo, it, it's so surprising to see us play like this because I feel like every single year our team isn't even thought of. Like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like as a basketball team in college, I feel like every year it's kind of like like yeah, they they're gonna be a good team, but they you know, it's like I don't know, we don't get a lot of respect as a team. Facts. You know, some hype in the beginning of the season, and then like it just immediately dies out once the season starts. Exactly. So it's so interesting to see like how right now, like right now, we're fourteen and one. We've been playing great. Um, you know, it's it's cool to see. I think this is probably our best team. Like in years, like I have oh, in, in my notes that uh, you guys are the most underrated team in the league because y'all you're have like, so much length and y'all have like players that could score the ball. You don't think with Tremont Waters was a better team than this? I think defensively, you guys are better. That's why I kind of like you guys more. Okay. Was Nas Reed on that team with Trey Mawanders? Yeah, yeah, that last year that Trey played. Yeah. Now, that was a good team, but I think potentially y'all could probably go farther this year. 
especially everything being mad wide open to. How man? How's Duke, man? Uh, we playing right now. They twelve and two. They just lost to Miami the other day, and that was a tough game. Like we, that was our second game back from like COVID, and they took like a whole week off. So we was just turning the ball over that whole time. Yeah, like seventeen turnovers that game. But I think overall as a team, like we still, I think we're still one of the best teams in the country. I think we're eighth right now, and we just working on things because we have like a lot of young players and shit. But at the end of the year, niggas could really be scary because we have so much size and potential. Yeah, for like they sure. playing right now. We have a lineup, but the smallest player on the court is fucking Trevor Kills. That nigga's 6'4", 240, or 220, 230, whatever he is. Sheesh. So we have, like, so much versatility with, like, Paula Benchero possibly the best player in the country, Wendell Moore uh, being in the National Player of the Year rankings and shit. So they got a deep-ass squad. Mm. And I think Auburn, they might be the number one team next week, especially after being Bama on the road. And I think they only had one loss, too. That was a tough win, too. Yeah. Jabari Smith, that nigga's him. Like, I was talking, I was talking shit last year, last week. Niggas probably think I don't like him. I was stop, I was like, stop with the KD comparison. Mm-hmm. But he really liked that. Like, he could potentially go number one. Like, he does everything. Yo, you know who I <laughs> I know this is so random. Well, not really random. We're still in the college topic. But yo, one of the the greatest college players, I think, to me, who I really thought was gonna be a star in the league is uh Doug McDermott, bro. No, Doug McDermott. Like going back to his Creighton days, like the, the things that he was doing and like leading the whole well he was leading what D1 basketball and, and scoring, I think. The, his last year too. Yeah, he was averaging like 27, 28. Bro, the, the dude was like just a dog. And it, I don't know, it just kind of shows that you don't have to be on the, you know, the, the highest Bulls. ranked team. Yeah, the highest ranked team to be a, a great team and a great player. So, yeah. Just, I so feel I like in like the early point. 2010s, I used to think like the, I always used to think like why like the best college basketball player is not like the, like as good as an NBA and shit. But it's just really like it's like a whole different game. Cause if you just look at it from the perspective now, like Doug McDermott never really had a chance. He wasn't gonna be like a number one guy like he was at Korean. Yeah. He was just at a perfect situation. And shit. Why can't he be he couldn't be like a 15 a game scorer? He couldn't still be a 20 point a game scorer. Like I still thought he would be a great com- complimentary piece just because he can shoot so well. But yeah, I, I can know. see what you're saying. Cause like he kind of like <laughs> Like probably he'll probably be like what Duncan Robinson could could possibly be, mm. like averaging like around like fifteen points a game, just being a deadly shooter and coming off screens. But it just never really turned out for him. But him being like an All Star type player, like a top pick, or just like what he was doing in college, just wasn't going to translate against like the next level of like athletes. So now I got a I got a question for y'all, yo, college edition. Who y'all think had a better college career? Andrew Wiggins or um well, I can't think of the name. Oh, or Brandon Ingram. Or B.I. Damn, that was this is tough. Cause I was thinking about this the other day. I think because that year, B.I. He had a good year. 
But like team success wise, they ain't they ain't really do shit. They lost to Dylan Brooks that year in the Sweet Sixteen, and they was ass. Oh yeah, I remember that. But Andrew Wiggins, that nigga had like four points in the last game of his tournament the way he went out. <laughs> that, that left a bad taste in my mouth about that nigga. Pause. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. Yeah, I think I'll go B.I. I was high up. I think I was a uh, – I had a lot of hopes for uh, B.I. coming out of college. I think everybody did, like, thinking that he's going to be the next KD. He's still – I mean, he's still great, a great player, so I can't – Yeah. I feel like he's the closest one to fulfilling the KD comparisons. I mean, hey, I kind of agree with that. I don't see anybody else who move like that, score like that. Don't sleep on my boy Monty Bates, man. He, oh, <laughs> give, me, give me a year, man. man. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Give me a year, man. Oh my god! Nah, I'm sleeping on that nigga. Shit, do we cover everything? Yeah. All right, you could take it away, Jeff. All right, man. Wait, hold up, hold up. One thing I wanted to bring up: we got two top twenty-five teams in high school. We got Camden in Jersey, and you got Roselle Catholic in Jersey. You know, Camden's number two ranked in the country, and we got Rosa Catholic number 14. And there's a big matchup going up tomorrow. Camden plays Montverde. Are y'all going? Nah, I wish I, I wanted to, but yeah. I don't feel like taking that job to Camden. It's not worth it. <laughs> and they charge like $25 a ticket. Bro, that joint was, I thought it was like 35. Like, it was. I think it is something like that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Tyson, nigga. I'll catch that shit on TV. Like, bro, I'm trying to pay, bro. I was like, game? nah, there's no way. There's no way. I'm never paying that for a high school game. That's crazy. Yeah, hell no. And I'm not trying to be standing next. Nah, nigga. Yeah, oh, yeah nah, nah, hell no. I'm not gonna, paying 35 be to be standing room only. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You might not even be able to see. It's going to be mad packed, bro. Yeah. Got hella niggas chanting and wild and shit. gas in the air. <laughs> nah, I'm cool. I'm going to watch that uh, if it's on TV. But I just want to shout that out. Hey, we can take it away, Joe. I bet. Um, if you made it this far and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. That's going to help us get a, more exposure. Spotify, do the same thing. Add us to our playlist. Make sure you put the notification on, too, so you can get the notification when we drop a new podcast, which we drop every single week. Instagram, that'll be in the description. Uh, Twitter will be in the description. Twi- uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, we're going to be posting on that in the future. All that is down low in the description. And uh, if you made it this far, thank you. We appreciate it. And it's a three-man breakdown. And we out this motherfucker. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Hope, hope that I come back soon, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to need that. You could be a regular edition. Hey, look. I'm down for whatever. Yes, sir. So, nice. Coolie. Wake up! <laughs> Wake up. <laughs>